Hello, friends. All right, so coming hot off that last episode, let's talk about, I don't know the best thing to call this. I, I could just call it hooks. Hooks is the best way to describe it, I think, but mm, maybe not. And hooks is such a loaded term now with React hooks. But yeah, so what, what should we name this? Um, yeah, maybe, I'm just going to call it hooks for now. Whatever. Yeah, I'm going to call it hooks. So this is what I do. Um, let's, let's go back to that example of like, of the file download feature file. So in Livewire's code base, there's a file called support file downloads. There's a PHP one and there's a JavaScript one. And so Livewire's code base is already architected this way, the way that I'm describing that I'm striving for. The next version is just going to be deeper down that, um, or just like more dedicated to that, um, you know, to that, uh, setup whatever those principles so currently in livewire and in the future will be support file downloads and yeah like i said like how do you keep all the functionality related to one thing in one file and not have like if statements littered around the rest of the code base like find the part of the code base that calls a livewire method and knows the return type of that method like don't you need an if statement there that says like if it's a file download then you know, shoot over to the file download class. It's like, well, instead, what I would do is trigger an event called um, whatever, like method called or method return or something like that. And with that event, send along the returned value. And now anywhere in any file, you can hook into that event. You could say like on method returned or method called or whatever. Then you could have a callback, a function that accepts as a parameter that that return value and then in there you could say okay if the type of this return is uh is a file download then and then here's the next question what do you do you need to send some like payload to javascript so how do you do that from this little hook it's like well okay you could store like you could have some variable on the class like a global variable or something that's like files to be downloaded so from that hook where you're listening for every time that that trigger, that event is triggered, that hook is triggered, it's like, okay, a method was called and there's a return value. You now add a little bit to your own little tracking variable in the class that's like, um, you know, a file to be downloaded. And so maybe you turn it into a base64 string or whatever, and then you push it onto that that stack. And then you have another hook and you're listening for basically the payload to go to the browser and then in that hook, like maybe it's called, I don't know, like response hook or something. In the response hook, the response comes through in the callback and then you're like, okay, well, I'll loop through these files that need to be added to the response. I'll add them to the response and then I'll be done. So hopefully that makes sense. I don't know if that's the simplest example for you, um, but you get the idea. Instead of putting, you know, instead of having a class where I guess it's like simple to put all the functionality related to one feature inside one file, but then you end up calling that file and referencing that file from all the places that you need to reference it. Like I said, like in this file download example, it's when a method is returned. It's when a response is sent to the browser, things like that. Um, so instead of that, I guess this is sort of the inversion of control principle. Um, if you've ever heard of that big word, which is kind of like the whole thing driving out Laravel's, um, container that's in inversion of control container, um, the IOC container where instead of like creating concrete dependencies where again, this file, this file downloads file, you would literally hard code, like 
file downloads, colon, colon, uh, you know, add file to response or something from, from whatever, some other part of the system, you would instead, like in Laravel's IOC container, you would, you would call a, a binding, um, which then in this file, you would create that binding and whatever. But I'm going a step further with this hooks concept, because instead of just creating these these sort of, I'm going to call them direct abstractions. I'm like way out in the clouds. If you're even following this, like uh, you're not following this. Um, not that you're dumb. I'm just bad at explaining this, these things, but, uh, but yeah, so you have this inversion of, of control concept with Laravel's IOC container, but they're, they're pretty like tight abstractions in the sense that you're still kind of mapping like one thing to another thing where with these events, you're really inverting control in a big way. You're saying like, instead of, you know, this file calling this other file, this file is going to fire an event and it doesn't care who's listening to it. It's just going to fire it. And then any of these other files can depend on that event and do stuff accordingly. So this sounds great, right? Like it seems like a great thing in principle. And just so you know, this concept of events and listeners obviously exists in Laravel. Um, my system is so much simpler because I don't like creating separate classes for specific events and separate, li- you know, whatever. So I just have like an event bus and bu- whatever. That's even a too fancy of a term, like literally an array of listeners of where the keys are event names and the values are event listeners. And so basically like I have a trigger method. I call it trigger instead of like fire or emit or emit or dispatch because I feel like every other eventy term is taken. I've also called it hook. Um, no, I haven't called it hook. Hook is when you hook into the trigger. Um, but yeah, so trigger is just a function where you pass a string and it's just arbitrary. You could trigger any string. So if it's a response, you just be like trigger response. It's arbitrary. And then you you pass data next to it. So it's literally like a function called trigger. First parameter is the name of the event. And then any subsequent parameters are the things that will get passed to all the listeners. So it's just simple. It's just calling one function and that's it. No need to have a specific event class with specific properties and all this hard-coded, strict stuff, schema, whatever. It's like this is just kind of free form, just flop an event out there. And then for the listening portion, again, it's arbitrary. You could listen for an event that doesn't exist and it'll just never get called. Um, but I, So I just use on. So it's trigger and on. I like on because it's so short um and i don't know maybe i should call it hook but i just call it on and so it's like on is a function the first parameter is the event name and then the second parameter is a callback that accepts any of the parameters you sent to the trigger um so it's just really simple a simple way to just like fire an event and listen for that event send some data along with that trigger and then hook into that data um, from wherever you want so this exists in all my code bases. Um, in currently LiveWire, if you use LiveWire on your on your system, you can actually use, it's like LiveWire colon colon, uh, what did I call? I think it's dispatch and then LiveWire colon colon listen. Um, I'm changing the names to trigger and on, but they are public, uh, but they're not really meant to be used publicly. Like I don't document them. These are things that I use internally. Um, yeah, so whatever. <clears throat> okay, so there's that. Um, but let's keep talking about this, the trade-offs of such a thing. Like it does sound great, 
because it's this way that you can kind of decouple everything. Okay, the obvious trade-off, the first trade-off. The funny thing is I never really liked using events in my applications, in my Laravel apps. Even if like, and I'm not talking about the events where you need to use events because they're asynchronous and like you fire off an email, you know, like a queue worker or something. I'm talking about the events in your code base that are synchronous, like, like one bit of code calling another, but you're just using events as that abstraction. And I never liked it for the reasons I described. I th always felt like it was too strict of a schema. I needed to like name everything well. And it just was like more files to add. But the big trade-off is that now from that place in the code where you return a response or where you, you know, call a liveware method, where, where in the olden way, in when you're just like writing synchronous code, you would just call the class called, you know, you would just do like if response is a file download, then call the file download response class right there. So you can follow all the lines. And that's an important thing in the discoverability of a code base is to be, I love that about Laravel is like, there's a lot of magic, but there's not as much magic as like CodeIgniter or even Rails where it's like, CodeIgniter, there's no place that you can do routes, but it was intuited. Like if you had a URL in the browser that was like slash post slash create, it would automatically like find a file in your controllers folder called post create or whatever. I forget. Yeah, like posts controller and then a method called create. Where in Laravel, you have a routes file that you can explicitly see the mappings of the URL and the functionality, which I love. Next.js is another one that abstracts those things and does more magic. I don't actually love that. I like being able to follow a code base, like start, okay, I visited this page or I sent this Ajax request. I can look in web.php. I can see that route and then I can find, okay, it returns this controller. Go to that controller, find the method, call, look at the model that it's calling, look at the validation, look at whatever. It's like you can follow every bit of it. But as soon as you hit an event, now you just it just blew everything up. You can't follow that. You now have to like do a global search through your code base to find all the places that are listening for that event. And that's jarring. It's a, it's a disconnect. When you're connecting the dots, it's a disconnect. And that is its biggest trade-off. So that's why this is not like a cure-all for code architectures because it has this grave trade-off of not being immediately traceable. There's this disconnect. So that's trade-off number one. Um, I want to talk about trade-off number two, but we're at 10 minutes. Uh, so this is going to be a super deep Cody one. Um, I'm trying to think if I should just make it 20 minutes or bust this out into a separate episode where we talk about the other trade-off of hooks. Um, whatever. I'm just going to roll into it. It's going to be a long episode. Okay. So the other trade-off of hooks is that you cannot change data. I mean, this is actually a pro and a con, but think about this. You know, if you have this event being fired, that's like method return. And just so we're clear on what I mean by method, I probably shouldn't have chosen the file download example, but we, we're going to stick with it. When you call them, like if you in live where you have wire click something, whatever, it's going to find that something method in your, in your live wire component class and it's going to call it on the back end and re-render and the page is going to update. But if you return a file download like you would in Laravel from a controller, if you do that from a, li a LiveWire component method, then it will download the file to the browser. So I'm just describing that process. And I'm describing like where in the LiveWire code base do you hook into that? Do you say like, 
a method has been called and here's the return value. Okay, so the second trade-off, the first trade-off, like I just said, is that there's a break in being able to follow the code. Um, but the second one, have I said the second one enough? The second one is if you fire off an event that says method returned and you pass to all the listeners the actual thing that was returned from the method, the listeners can't, like what if one listener wants to, I mean, you could throw an exception from a listener and blow up the whole request. So that's an option. Um, but you can't like control flow like you could before, you know, where if you want to like change the way the rest of the system behaves, you can't really do that. Even if you want to change the thing that is returned, consider this for a second. Let's say that one of these listeners, you want to act more like a middleware where this thing that's returned gets mutated. Well, to do that, you would either need something passed by reference that you could modify like a part of it. But what if you want to replace the whole thing? Like instead of returning a file download, you want to return a string. Now you need these listeners to behave like middleware. So that's another con um, that makes this hard is because sometimes it's just a constraint. Sometimes you're like, nope, I actually need functionality that's going to like morph and mutate and like be very stateful about this thing. And that's maybe a smell because I'm not like, there's no books. I don't know. Maybe there are books on this, but I'm kind of like inventing all of these patterns and principles as I just program over the years. Um, I kind of have my own internal things. Like maybe that's a smell where you break out of this pattern because you know, you don't want to like, you don't want to turn this pattern into something more greedy. You want to just keep it what it is and use something else when that changes. But of course, like me, I'm always looking for the one true abstraction, the one true way. So I've wanted to expand this, uh, you know, this pattern and see if there's a way to have these listeners sort of behave as middleware. Um, let me throw out another con of this approach is order of listeners. So in normal code where you're just writing code, you have one thing after the other. And if order matters, you order them accordingly. But listeners, I suppose one does, you know, register before and after the other. But keeping control of which registers first is, I'd say that's like a, a darker pattern, you know, where like making that matter in your system is not a great thing. So in general, it's sort of good to, you know, like these things, these listeners need to be architected in such a way that they can run in any order. They're kind of idempotent in that way. Like, like you can remove them or add them or change the order and it shouldn't affect the rest of the system. They should just opt in or out of their own little listener feature. Um, but so if we get into these things behaving as middlewares where they're mutating the thing, you get to a position where order starts to matter. Um, and then it's like, okay, do I create some sort of, you know, uh, affordance like that? Like maybe there's a third parameter to the listener that you say, like the order you want it to run in, or maybe you've set flags like start and middle, whatever. And then they kind of like figure out the order because I've had this need before. Well, okay. So I haven't really addressed the order thing and I've, I guess in like the few cases I've needed the order to matter, I've made sure that the listeners are registered in the proper order because they will get called in the order they were registered. Um, so, uh, okay. Yeah, this is a big one, guys. I'm really sorry that you have to listen to this. So this is, um, basically the next level of this feature that I've come up with. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do that in the next episode. Let's cap this episode off. I'm gonna recap. This thing is all about these this hook concept pattern that I use all the time. That's really simple. 
you're you're triggering some arbitrarily named string event and passing data and then anywhere else in your code base you can hook in to that event by just saying on and then that string and then a callback that accepts all that stuff uh, and do whatever you want and this is the pattern that enables me to program in the single file principle meaning like i'm able to create single plug unpluggable features contained to a single file and nowhere else by hooking into parts of the system uh, using this pattern um, now this again everything i've described i've done in livewire current livewire v2 for years and alpine v2 or v3 or whatever like they both have this concept and they're used inside the code base yeah um so but i'm like doubling way harder down in the next versions of the next version of livewire and I came up with another pattern that has been extremely helpful um, that I'll describe in the next episode. So give that a listen. See ya.